Hello, and welcome to Local Legacies, the show where we go behind the scenes with enterprising individuals who are striving for the best in their business, family, community, and themselves. I'm your host, Tim Lanza, and without further ado, here's this week's guest. All righty, today in the studio, we have Sarah Allen of Allen Landscaping. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for joining me. I Thank know you. Seems to always rain on days that I have podcasts. Good. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's easier to sit inside when it's raining. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it works out well. Um, so we can start out, I guess, tell me or tell the listeners a little bit about your business, what you do okay. just in general. So my business started out named Sarah Allen Design. And I started as just a landscape designer and I did events and wedding flowers. So like... Uh, floral arrangements and then throughout the years it evolved to a full-scale landscape company I still do the wedding flowers and event flowers so I still have you know Sarah Allen design for that and I've just rebranded the rest of my business to Allen landscapes so that would be more you know a certain name look whatever for all of the landscaping that we do so it's just a regular um i call it you know fine gardening estate maintenance that's mostly what i do um but plantings you know the regular stuff okay so um i guess first of all size wise of your company how big are you guys yeah we're like five employees um you know one crew two crews in the summer uh pretty small i like it small though because I like to be able to manage all of it. So when you've got like the plantings and the estate maintenance side of things and then the wedding arrangements, like you're doing all of it. I'm doing a lot of it. I do have, you know, it's hard to find helpers that are interested in this field for a long haulers. <laughs> it's not really a thing, right? So people are like in college and they want a summer job or they're like want to you know, a bounce between job, like before they get their actual career. Um, so I do a lot of the, a lot of it, but you know, hopefully I have good people helping me every year, but it's not always easy to find those people. And do you do anything in the winter? Do you do snow removal basically? No, yeah, no plowing. So... I'm not interested in that. Um, I'm not really, if I had to, I would, but I tend to make enough that I kind of like just bank it and, you know, chill for the winter. And I don't like snow plowing. I'm not into it. Like, it's not creative. It's not my thing. So, like, why do it unless I'm broke, right? Right. Um, so, no, I never have done that. I've never had to. I do some events in the winter with, like, the flowers and things like that. But, you know, hopefully I'll make enough each year that I can chill. Right. And that's my goal. Right. And I love my winter. And what is the flower side of the business look like as far as arrangements and events and stuff? Yeah. So I'm, you know, pre COVID, I was super busy with that. And I do all that stuff at night. Usually um, when I have a good crew, sometimes I can do it during the day when I when I have a crew that can handle life on their own. But um, a lot of times I don't. So I do that stuff at night. I'll have an event on the weekend, you know, one, two weddings on a weekend, deliver that stuff. And it's good extra money. It's not the bread and butter um, of my business, but I like doing it because it's different. I'm pretty busy with it until COVID happened. And then I would say like 
not 50-50, but like in the busy wedding months, you know, I would have one every weekend. But and then COVID, I had three last year. So yeah, that was that's like tough. whatever. Kind of killed, obviously, the event. Yeah. Any yeah, sort of event much. type businesses. Even this year, nobody has really, I think I have five because no one has, like everyone's scared to make a plan that's going to cost them a lot of money. Right, of course. So, like I don't want to do this unless for sure. So, um, so that was kind of a bummer, but I think I'll be back up in 2021, like 2022 weddings. I think people, once we get to whatever, you know, there's a lot of stuff tossed around, but whether it's like a vac level of vaccination or just a level of people right. are, are done with, you know, they're going to do what they want to do. It's going to swing way back the other way. Right. And I've, I've seen already seen that with like inquiries. Okay. Yeah, well, exactly. As soon as they raised the number to 150 people outside, I had like... 50 emails that week of girls like waiting in the wings to like, oh, sh you know, I'm going to book my wedding now or whatever, because they couldn't all last year. So that was unusual. Well, like, and if it's my like personally, if it was my wedding or like anyone's wedding, I'm sure. And it's like, well, we got to cut it off, you know, right. three quarters of the guests. It's right. like, well, then we'll just hold off. It's not worth it. Right. So most of them did just hold off, except for a few people that had like a backyard thing or like an illegally type thing. You know? Right. Whatever. So what was your... I guess, starting out point, what was your journey into this? How'd you get involved? How'd you get interested? Um, sort of like always what I've done my whole life. Um, I worked on a farm growing up. Like, I think maybe I was 12 when I started working there. And I worked on the farm, like picking corn and doing hay and running a tractor. And like, it was summertime work. And I really liked being outside. And then I worked on the farm stand and I like sold flowers there and I like that so I was like this is my vibe like I just like being outside I love plants and even when I was in high school like working at the farm I just always um you know I'd always tell my boss like oh can we get in like these cut flowers like I think we could sell these on Fridays to like guys or whatever and he's like yeah you can do whatever you want you know so I would, like get a piece of it like that and I'm like oh you know I made like a good money on that or whatever. So like I kind of started like that and um, I was gonna, you know, I went to college for horticulture because my mother made me go to college but I didn't want to. Cause I thought, what do I need to go to college it's for? It's a common like, story. It's pretty like stupid, this is a trade, right? But I actually learned like so much because I went to trade college. So that, that like, I'm so glad I did go because it wasn't, like, bullshit waste of time. It was, like, actual classes that really helped me in my... And actually, you know, I never planned to be a landscaper. I just wanted to do, like, the flower thing, like, have a flower shop and, like, sell plants and whatever. And um, I got an internship at a landscape company in when I was in college because we had to do a, an internship. And... That was like the only one I found that was like close and whatever. It's a big landscape company that did like amazing jobs, like five hundred thousand dollar landscapes, like blew me away stuff. Stuff I had never seen like in real life. In Massachusetts, like real towns I lived close to, and I was like, holy shit, these people are like this is legit. It's not like putting in three plants at someone's house. Right. right you're not just like mowing lawns right. with a push mower. Right. And so I was like, this is awesome. So I totally changed my whole vein of what I wanted to do based on that internship because it was so great. And I was like, there's money to make in this. There's people that spend a lot of money on this. And it's awesome to be outside and like just 
plant plants and stuff. It's hard, but it's awesome. Like, could be an office or I could do this. Right, and you kind of want to keep moving. I'm the same way. It's like yeah. I did the office thing for a while, and it's like this is not working yeah, for me. I got to I mean, do something. I love it. I love to be outside, and just every day is different. You know, you can have the radio going. It's like I don't even feel like an adult, <laughs> and I'm 44. It's like I get this life. This is my life. Like, it's pretty good, except for the stress of, like, business stuff. But besides that, like, the days are good. So it sounds like early on you kind of had the entrepreneurial bug, you know, if you're selling flowers or like, hey, we could add this to the yeah. business or I see, yeah. a, I see a path here. Right. Then, and I was like that. And then you went into like forced, which I think a lot of, you know, I wouldn't say I was like fully forced, but there was no other option, but I go right. to college. Right. So, you know, it was like figure out what you want to do and do it. And right. I started and then you kind of opened up, which is great. Same thing happened to me. It's like you open up all these opportunities or you see different parts of, I don't even want to say the world, but like different parts of the same state, like you said, right. that are totally different than what you're exposed right. to. Right. And then sure. where does thing, where do things go, you know, after this internship? Yeah. So I worked at that landscaping company till I was 26 years old. I stayed there the whole time. You know, he offered me a job afterwards after I got out of college and I was like, definitely. Um, and you know, I didn't know how much I would like that. My boss was kind of a dick most of the time, but um, he was a really good landscaper and he taught everyone the right way to do it. And sometimes it was the sh like harder way or, you know, we were like, you know, fuck you, man. But um, I learned the best way to do stuff. And I appreciate it now that I'm the boss. And I try to tell my, and I tell that guy when I see him now, I'm like, dude, I'm you now and I get it. And back then I wanted to kill you. But like, I want my people to do this stuff the same way because I know why you made us do it that way. That's exactly how my father is. And so I got that early on, you know, growing up fooling around with cars. Right. But then once I started working with him for real, it's right. like like I had things that would happen and I'd go to him and be like, what should I do? And he'd just look at me and not say anything. And I'm like, I know. Right. And I go back and redo the whole thing because right. it's like there's only one way to do it. There's the only right one way. right way. Right. And it's not the easy way. Usually. No, almost never. And that's what it was hard learning from my prior boss was like it's usually the harder way is the right way and that's why people cut corners and if you cut corners you're not gonna have a good reputation and eventually you're not gonna get where you want to go you know so like I'm glad I I worked there for so long and you know honestly I probably would have stayed working there because I was making pretty good money for a landscaper and um I didn't care so but I got pregnant like unexpectedly because I wasn't really like a I was married, so it wasn't a big deal, but I wasn't really, like, a mom type. I wasn't a kid person. Like, I'm a worker. I worked, like, 6 to 6 a.m. to, like, 5 a lot of the time. So it was, like, how, how the hell would I ever be a mom with that schedule? Like, I never – that was never even in my, like, brain, but – like, you know, when you get pregnant, all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, maybe, like, I'm an adult. Like, I'm 26. I'm not, like, 18. Like, I should probably have have this child, right? Like, I'm if I want a family someday, I should probably do this. So I was like, you know what? 
it's probably like my path. So I, you know, was like happy about it. And then I was actually really happy about it. I was like, I thought it was just gonna go back to work and like have the baby, whatever. And I was lucky I was having her in December. So that was perfect because I get like the whole winter off, right? So I'm like, perfect, three months. I'll just, you know, do whatever people do, send her to daycare, go back, be a landscaper, and my life will just continue like that. But um, it didn't work that way because I didn't want to do that. Like, after I had a baby, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I really love this person. Like, this little person is, like, something I never thought I would be into. And I was so into it. And I was like, there's no way I can have that same job and spend all those hours, two hours in the car, getting there, like, you know, eight, nine, ten hours working. Like, there's no way I'm going to leave this person. I'm the mom, right? It's different, like, if you're – why is this not – I shouldn't really say it like this, but it's not different if you're the dad, but I think it is, so. It's a different connection, I think. Yeah, and so, like, all the things. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to stay home and figure it out. So that's what I did. And that's when I started my business of just, like, doing wedding – flowers on the side and then all the landscapers I knew that whatever I would do designs for them I'm like listen I'm not working so a lot of like, got, like landscapers they don't care about the plants they don't really know about the plants like they just want to bang it in and like be done with it and I'm not like that so you know they'd be happy to have someone else come in and like make it nice right so just for I guess people listening when you're saying you're doing the design what does that consist of? You're like laying out beds and saying this plant goes here, this plant goes here. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the project. If it's a big project, I mean, sometimes it's drainage and hardscape and, you know, blueprints and big deal stuff. And that's, I hate doing that stuff, but I can do it. I hate it because I feel like it's already in my mind and it's like so tedious, like to put it onto a computer or put it on paper. It's like, it's already in my mind. I don't need this, but... Um, most of the time, it's like just doing sketches, you know, planting the plants, you know, putting where the plants are, putting where the walkways are, making a plant list, sizes, prices, whatever. Well, it's easier when you're doing your own job and it's like just kind of un unfolds as you're doing it. But if you got to just like hand it off to someone else. Right. You if need you're doing like it for cut. another landscaper, it has to be pretty um, to scale and things like that. So it is a pain. It's not my favorite, like the drawing and it just time-consuming, little tedious stuff I don't like, but, you know, it makes money, so. And easier to do at home if you got little kids. Yeah, exactly. So it's easier for me. And I still have to do it for customers because they want to see something like that, too. And you have to be able to price a job, so I still have to do it, but I hate doing it, actually. And then as the kids kind of started to grow up, your business started to expand. What did that look like? Yeah, I mean, that, that was what happened. So I would start to do landscape designs, and then... Um, you know, every once in a while, I'd get a customer be like, I would, instead of doing it for a landscaper, I would do it for a, um, like, a regular homeowner. Someone I, someone knew someone, and they're like, oh, call this girl, she does landscape design, whatever. And so the, the, that same person would be like, oh, well, do you think you could price this? Like, what about the, with the price to plant it? And I would look at it and be like, I could totally do this on, like, Saturday make like 600 bucks or whatever and not worry about it. So I started pricing jobs and I started getting jobs and I was like, crap, I need a pickup. And so then I like, you know, got some more tools and whatever. And then, then I started getting maintenance jobs like 
people would, I don't even know how, like I think I got one in Ashburnham where I work and then I got one person I knew in Concord was like, oh, I have this person needs someone to come every week to their yard. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that, whatever. Like, then I, then, then I ended up getting so many jobs I need to hire a person because I was like getting behind. I was getting stuck. Like that was getting more planting jobs and I was like, screw it, I might as well go full in. And then just like happened. Full on. Kind of get the bug and you start rolling again. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, my kids are old enough. And then, and then, well, not unfortunately, but so I had two daughters and they were like in school when it really started rolling. So I was like, this is perfect. And then I ended up having a son out of nowhere, like another by accident. And I'm like, oh shit, now I'm so busy, right? Like, so he kind of got the shaft in the mom department because I did not stop. Like, and he, he didn't get the shaft because he's probably my w- most well-adjusted kid, but um, I had to stay going to work like with him. What are the ages like for your kids? So the two two girls are eighteen and sixteen now, so they're two years apart. So I had them like boom, boom, you know, like being a mom, happy, doing my thing, whatever. And then my son is ten now, so he's like a solid, you know, eight years younger than the oldest one. So there's a big gap between. And I wasn't really like, I was super happy to have another kid, but because I would have probably even had more kids than that. But um, I was not like expecting to at that point in my life. Do you feel like it's a hard split, I guess? Like it's like pulling in two different directions. You've got like the family and then the business. Or do you feel like they were, you know, how'd you make it work together, I guess? It does not work well together. Um, I mean, I try but I'm really busy and like having a business, there's a lot of parts to having a business that I am okay with, but actually suck. Like all of the answering of emails, like you've, I've just worked outside from, you know, 7.30 to four and I'm tired, right? And I have a family and I have to go to the grocery store and I have to make dinner and then they've got practice and this, all this bullshit, right? And then you still have to answer emails. Like I still have designs I have to price. And so that's the business stuff that's like the part of the business I hate, you know? My dad always says the only thing he doesn't like about the car business is the business. The business, right. I'm not a, I mean, I'm a good business person because like I've done fine, but that's not what I want to do. I just want to go to the job and do it. Right. And I, and then I want to be done at 4.30 and like, be a mom and be like have have my friends and not like read my customers emails like I don't want to do extra after but you have to have you ever brought in somebody to support you in that way I have tried and I it's helped at times but it's never you I personally from my experience find it I or I shouldn't even say I find it I've never done it I've handled everything myself since moving into the business with my dad. Right. But I think I would have a very hard time trusting that things are getting done the way I expect them to be or that numbers they don't. are right. <laughs> yeah. They just don't. And sometimes you can be okay with certain things. Like I have tried to have people help me with the paperwork or the billing um, because that's like so much extra time. And when they don't, it's not that they don't care, but they don't know what you know about and it's every not theirs. piece of it. There's, it's, it's not, not their theirs. baby to, to take right. care of. It's right. like, I'm just doing this as a, a favor or for some money. Yeah, for some money. I mean, you pay them, right? But like, it's not the same. So it, I need to try to do that more and just be okay with that it's not going to be perfect. 
I think a big thing too to tie into, you know, you're talking about answering emails and and doing that type of stuff. Talk a little bit about your clientele because I think that that will shed some light on what that's like. Yeah, my clients are like the most wonderful people in the entire world, honestly. I'm really, really lucky that um, I have awesome customers. I have customers I've had for like 10 years now that I do their maintenance. I mean, they have the money to really spend on their yards. So it's, I get to do what I want a lot of the time without a lot of like oversight. You know, a lot of my customers will have things like, we're having the wedding in our yard. We're having this party. We're having this thing. And we just want everything. These are like, I'm going to call them high maintenance yards, but you know, they've spent a lot of money on their landscape. It's a lot of money to maintain these landscapes. And the people are awesome. I mean, my customers could not treat me. I, I don't think I have one customer that w doesn't treat me so awesome, wonderfully. Which I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the amount of time in the business and you kind of curating those customers. Right. Like you don't just like start up and you have don't. a dozen of those customers. You don't. It takes a long time. And I'm like really happy with where I'm at, but you don't start like that. You know, you start like I did, one little person here, one little person here. Then you get a better person. Then you do a good job for them. And then they tell their friend who has this, like, amazing house. And then all of a sudden you're, like, in all of these amazing houses. And you're like, shit, like, I landed, right? Like, I don't even know how it happens, but it happens. And I, I see a lot. This is, like, can be applied to anything. They call it, like, the Pareto Pareto principle or Pareto rule. It's basically the 80-20 rule. Right. And it's like 80% of or 20% of your customers are like 80% of the problems and 20% of the customers are 80% of the money. Right. So you've got like the, you know, the higher end people that are like, man, this guy is just, you know, he lets me do whatever I want. He's just like carte right. blanche. He always right. pays. He pays early. Right. And then you've got somebody that's like, you know, I, I got to do this cleanup every year. And right. it's always, I get there and then it's this and then it's that yeah. and then it's this. Yeah. And you're like my lowest probably price job R right exactly you're, you're making that you're like you problems walk, for me you look at at the end of the day and you're like but i broke I, even yeah i honestly and this is i'm not saying this to sound like all whatever but i never even care about the money part like it just comes like i make good money but like i don't even care like i'll do a job and then you know for someone and i know they don't have the money and i'm like you know whatever like 300 bucks or whatever like this old guy called me yesterday and he sounded like the sweetest guy he's like some guy in lemon he's like i want you to take out these bushes you know and i i'm gonna fall for it because i can't help it right so it doesn't always have to be like the best expense of this job like i have to go do that job so and probably gonna lose money <laughs> but like it what happens happened? yeah you know? who else is gonna take out this guy's bushes something that you said to me that made me be like all right this i, I gotta talk to you about yeah. it is you made a comment something to the effect of you know do basically doing a good job for your clientele or your customer or whatever it becomes an addiction right so what is that like i think that's the only reason i'm in business is because i just do it for like the it's not what the hell is even the word like that's my only goal is to make everybody like super happy with what i've done in their yard or for their wedding or whatever like a wedding wedding flowers especially it's such a big day and you're like a part of it and like i like live off of that feeling when they are like oh my god i've never seen anything this beautiful it's like okay i just lost money on your job because i priced you wrong but like 
I made your best day even better. So like, that's all I care about, honestly. It's like a drug, like re like revealing back the product that either you like you designed or you came up with, and you're like, here it is, and then they see it for the first right. time, right? And it's like, wow. And landscaping and flower design has a lot of that, like instant gratification, where the person is just very happy. Like most of the time, you're working with people and making them happy about something. So they're, they've chosen to do this. And then when you're done, it's like something really beautiful that they wanted. So it's win-win for everyone. And that's how I think you really build the best business, especially a small local business, which right. is kind of what I'm focused on. Right. Because that you get that reputation. Right. It's like, you know what? She made my big day so much better. Better, right. You've got to use her. Right. And then I do get a lot. I like, I barely advertise. I had like five years I didn't have my name on my truck because I didn't care. Like, I had plenty of business. People are like, I've never even heard of you. It's like, you don't need to hear about me. Like, you'll hear about me when your friend tells you. Right, to use exactly. Me. But you know, now I am trying to like kind of, okay, get like, you know, legit like lettering. And I don't even need that stuff though. Like, I'm busy. I don't care, but whatever now would you like you're saying you're kind of focused on going legit what's the goal there i don't know man because honestly i think it's really hard to like i don't i've i have a couple like mentors in this business and you know a lot of them have said to me i did better when i was one guy and another guy like when i was one crew and just just focused on that stuff because you know, you make it two crews, three crews. Like I run two crews in the summer. I have like a maintenance and then installs and we kind of like divide up who's going where. And uh, it's all right, but um, it's, the, the bigger you get, the more people you need, the more trucks you need, the more insurance you pay, like the more gas it costs, the more leaf blowers you need. So so did you make more? So what? why, why are you doing this? Like it, would I make more? I think I would honestly make more if it was just me. Right. But I, and can't less stress, get, probably. I can't get to all the people. Right. So I can't do that. But so the money wise, it's like, does, is it even better to be bigger? I'm not sure. Right. I think it's more stressful because then you're not on the job and you got your this kid calling you like, oh, I just backed into this fence. Like, what do you want me to do? And, you, and then you're like, well, I just lost a thousand bucks today. I don't care what you do. Why don't you just go back to the shop? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. You call it a day. Right. So I don't know what the goal is. I guess you just kind of keep evolving see what happens and you also want to keep your customers happy so I, it's, that's where i'm at right now i need to keep everyone happy and i i don't want to say no but i don't want to get this you know bullshit crew that can't do anything and just to show up just for the sake of having them yeah just and, to show up so it's just a hard spot and you're doing more like i, I like I don't want to say specialized, but I guess kind of specialized work. Like it's not like you got like three crews of guys just mowing. Right. And it's you not just like, like yeah, just go all. mow these ten lawns. It's not and then, like that at all. Yeah. So it's really like you got to be a little bit more. Supervisory. Every job is like a little bit different too. I mean, it's sort of the same, but like, I guess once they get the feel for the jobs, they know better what we do. Oh, we do this here, we do this here, you know, type thing. But it's not just mowing. It's not just raking leaves. So it's tough to train. Um, now going back to the family and now that your kids are older, I, like how do they view you? Cause I guess, you know, you're not really like a normal mom, I guess you would say, or what you would think of when you're right. like, Oh, like my mom, you know, does whatever. Like, I don't know. My mom's a teacher. Right. Like she comes home at three 30 or right. she's retired now, but right. she's done it this time. Right. Yeah. 
I'm not, I mean, this is what I say to them. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I did my time with you when you were babies, right? So you can't get mad at me because you want all this stuff. Like you, you want to go to college and, you know, I, but at the same time, I don't give that. I don't hand them a ton of stuff either. Like I made my daughter buy her own car. She got a ship box. I had a ship box, like whatever. All her friends, their parents buy them these like brand new cars and I can't help it. Like I didn't even think I lived in a rich town. I don't know why this happens like nowadays, right? But so I want them to work hard. Like I make them get jobs. My daughter, both my daughters have jobs. It's like, you're paying for your own gas. Like, I don't know what happened in the world that kids got cars paid for and gas paid for and insurance paid for, but I'm not doing that. Yeah, I de my brother and I definitely didn't. Right. And if there was no money for gas, yeah. you know, the car sits in the driveway until right. you get some money. Like, I didn't, what's your work ethic, right? And But you'd be shocked. Like, most of these, other, most of these kids, they, they pay for nothing. Right. And it's not like they pay for nothing and drive a shipbox. They pay for nothing and drive like a nicer car than I'm driving. Right? Well, and you're probably looking at, you know, staffing. And it's like people that are, you know, pe there's people either don't have a job and don't want one or they're working right. three jobs already. Right. But most of my people are working three jobs already. Right. They're not. They're the people that don't want one. They don't show up. So it's like. Yeah, so I want my kids to have work ethic, and I think I'm teaching them that. They do get mad at me sometimes, but I i mean, I still cook dinner. But, you know, it's this is a two-way street. Like, you have to help me, right? I'm, this is my life. I'm your mom. They do love me. Like, it's not like I'm a nice person and stuff. Well, that's like my parents. It's like, oh, are we going to get money for chores? It's like, uh, no, you live here. Right. <laughs> like, you're, yeah. this is, you're a part of this household. You have a responsibility to right. step up to the plate and do things. Right. Um, now, as far as you running your business, obviously, like, there's not many female landscapers right. or women that especially own, you know, you're the owner, you're the right. head of the company. Right. What has that been like throughout your life and now? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when I was young, a young landscaper was, I was like, a, you know, fucking, like you would not catch me like getting schooled by anyone, right? So like when I was coming up right out of college, it was like, I will had something to prove. Like I will not let any of these guys, cause I worked with all guys, like good guys, you know, they weren't mean to me or anything. They weren't assholes to me, but I was like, I will never ask them to carry like this tree for me because I can't move it on my own. So I was like, I don't, I don't give a shit if I have to like fucking find a way to make some kind of system to get this thing over there. Like I will not let a guy do something that I should be able to do if I'm doing this job, right? So it did make me like super strong, like physically actually super strong because I think I even worked harder than them because I didn't want them to say like, well, you couldn't do that, like well, of course you couldn't do that. Like, and, and none of them were even like that to me, but I didn't want them to have the chance to be. And if so, you're driven, that's like always in your head is like, I know what they're thinking. Right, because I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Some days when I was 19 years old being a brand new landscaper, like I would go to pick up something. And I was like, oh, go haul this, Sarah, go haul this over to the truck and like put it in there. And I'd get over there and I'd be like, I can't even fucking lift this. Like, who the fuck am I gonna lift this? You know, and I'm like, 
well, fuck, like, I have to figure it out because it's my job, and, like, I would figure it out, and then by the end of the summer, I could, like, toss the stuff, you know? So just sort of like a thing, like, just got to want to be able to do stuff. Now, have you had, would you say, like, more than average women working for you because of that or because, like, I think I I have had probably like not an equal number of girls to guys, but I always give females a chance. Like if they apply for a job and some of them have been really great. Some of them do have limitations to the job and it's just mechanics, body mechanics. Men, yeah. Typically, obviously there's a spectrum for both men and women, but like typically men are stronger, bigger. They've got more dense bone, you know, more bone density, things like that. Right. So taller, like you name it. Right. So there can be limitations. And, you know, I don't expect every girl to feel like I felt like, no, I'm going to be able to I'm gonna do this till I can do it. Well, a lot of them are like, I can't do this job. What would you what would you say to a girl just in general, young girls that are going into the workforce? Um, you know, obviously trade in the trades. I think there's fewer. But right. in general, like, what do you think the differences are between men and women, and where does that put the women coming in? Um, you know, honestly, like, trades like plumbing and um, electrician, like, th- those are not, there is not any reason that a female can't do that stuff. Like, I, I'm just thinking of physicality-wise. Like, there's not heavy wire. I mean, maybe, like, a cable, big cable wire is heavy. Maybe, right? Um, but I don't see like a, where a female should have to feel limited, but I also don't think they should get special exceptions made. I'm just not for that, right? Like if you can't do the job, then you can't do the job. And from a business owner's perspective, it's like that is kind of where you draw the line is like the job needs to get done right. in an appropriate amount of time. Right, too. right, exactly. So if someone is taking double the amount of time because they can't carry the amount of stuff or whatever, you know, if it's like at first and then they get better and better and then then they're trying, like, that's okay. But, like, you, there has to be a point where you're like, you know, this isn't for you. Well, in your body mechanics – when you're doing something that you're not used to doing, no matter what it is, like, I mean, I have a very physical job. You know, I work out right. five days a week. And right. the other day I was moving wheelbarrows of cement. And right. I was like, whoa, right. like not, you, you know, my Different. body's not used to this. Right. But if I started doing that and I got like a week or two under my belt of like, all right, I'm doing this every day. Yeah. You build up to it. I just- to tell all my new like new people. I'm like, you know, it takes like two weeks. First week, you're going to be dead at night. You're going to be like, I can't do this job. Then the second week, like, all of a sudden, you're going to get used to it. By the third week, like, you're going to go home and, like, have a life again. Right. You're not going to feel like you're gassed from – or if you are, then you should probably quit because it's not for you. And, you know, actually kind of speaking of that, I know you're – you have an active job, but you also are very active outside of that as far as going to the gym and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. I guess, like, how does that tie in for your life in general? I mean, I have to go to the gym because I'm, like, mentally not right, like, if I don't work out. And even if I work physically outside, which I do, you know, I just need to, I need that to, like, just clear my head, not have anxieties. Like, I'll stop thinking about work. I'll stop thinking about, like, kids' problems or life problems, relationship problems, whatever, like... I need that, but on the same way at the gym, I am like, I'm gonna lift 
the heaviest fucking thing today or whatever, you know? And so that's what, like, just how I am. Because I see a lot of people, you know, that I, like my dad's age more so, who I think were not as, you know, the gym wasn't as much of a thing in general, but it's like, well, you know, I I work, I'm at the gym all day. And it's like, yeah, as long as you only work out that much. Right. How could there be so many fat landscapers (laughs) then? And I sometimes ask myself that, right? I'm like, these guys are working hard all day, right? Like, how? How is this? It's not enough. Being a mechanic, you're you're on your feet, you're walking, you're doing this, you're on in an engine, you're working, right? But it's it's not going to be enough to combat that. And uh, when I go to the gym, you know, my my personal goal is like functional fitness. So right. it's like, what is going to help me live my life better? Right. So when I go to pick something up at work, I'm not worried that I'm going to like tweak something because it's lighter than what I'm used to right. doing at the gym. Right. Um, my goal at the gym is like have the best body that I can have. <laughs> no functional fitness. I do that all day. I'm like, I'm going to look good in the bathing suit this summer. I mean, know? I want to look good in a bathing suit right. too. I'm working on it, you know. <laughs> but, you know, maybe I can pull an extra whatever. Who knows? Other than uh, the gym, wh- what else do you do for you? You know, outside, of, we kind of talked I about work. I go to the grocery store. That is what I do for me. I go to the grocery store three, four times a week with these, you know, bastards that I have to keep fed. And with COVID, it's even worse because they're home all the time, home at school, home for breakfast, home for lunch, home for dinner. It's like, that's my social life. It's Hannaford. It's awesome. You meet a lot of cool people at Hannaford. Yeah, a lot of nice people there. No, I chill. You know, I try to go out and do stuff, but I'm busy, you know? Right, yeah. Grocery store, gym, work. One night a week, go out, maybe a Sunday, Friday thrown in the mix. And if you work like that, too, it's like a lot of times when you get that night to yourself, it's like, you know what? I want to just shut my phone off and do nothing and watch a movie or something like that. Yeah, that that never happens for me, but I would like that because I'm never alone, right? So it's like, whatever, but I would like that. Now, you mentioned you're involved with the uh, Ashburnham Historical Society. I mean, I'm not really involved in it. I'm on the I'm on the commission, and we have to make certain decisions about different things, but that's only because I care about old stuff. What kind of old stuff? <laughs> like, I do care about towns. Like, if you tear down all the old stuff to make new stuff, then, you know, town's going to look like shit because nobody puts the kind of money in that they used to put into buildings and whatever. So just like landscaping, I cared about that and they wanted someone like younger. And So what's going on in the town of Ashburnham? I mean, nothing that really goes people... on in Ashburnham. So that's why it's kind of a bullshit job. But every once in a while, the problem with the Ashburnham Historical uh, Commission is that we don't have any say really but we can put our opinion. Oh, okay, yeah. You so know? it's like so, we're gonna. I'm gonna listen to what you right, say, like, but so if a we're not gonna comes do it. In and he wants to tear down the grocery store and make it like really ugly. We, it's already kind of ugly, but um, we could say like, we would suggest you pitch the roof like this or put the soffits like this so it looks like old New England. Right. And I like that. Like. I don't think people should be allowed to do whatever they want. Right, yeah. Because they do the cheap way, and then they do the ugly way. And it's hard when you have old buildings, like, and I uh, personally, I think a lot of the architecture around here, the older architecture is, like, beautiful. 
It really is. And then I look at stuff like Fitchburg City Hall, and I'm like, okay, I can see why everyone got pissed about that because it was like $20 billion or whatever. And, but then do you just throw that building away and let it turn into nothing? Like, I don't know. I wouldn't. But if your town, if all your schools are falling apart, maybe do you? Maybe. Like, so I don't know. It's it's tough, right? But I would like to see all that stuff saved. But Well, something I'm interested with this and I've talked to some other guests about is like what is happening in these towns and where are they going? And obviously real estate and construction is a big part of that because right. people are moving out of Boston. Right. People are moving this way right for sure so you're seeing especially with covid where everyone learned that they could work from home and never have to drive right so and why not why don't we buy this farm with 20 acres in ashburnham for six hundred thousand? sell our little raised ranch in andover for eight hundred thousand? you know what i mean it's like why not move out here right and then the question is and are, do these people want to and are they going to be allowed to well <laughs> let's knock down this barn you know, build a, a McMansion and subdivide and right. sell five other houses off right. the lot, or are you going to keep it a farm, right. which it always was, and take care of the property? Well, I mean, it happens everywhere. It's just like the sprawl, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen here too. I mean, you can't stop. You can only stop people from so much, right? Right. And I uh, spoke with someone else on here, um, Nick Pelletier, who's very involved uh, Pelletier Properties with uh, both real estate sales and development. And he stressed, like, you know, we do, we need more residential, you know, housing. We need, right. we need to house people, basically. Right. And it doesn't feel that way necessarily because right. it's like, oh, like, oh, more condos. Right. And, but I, I mean, I trust Nick's opinion very much. And it's hard to see, like, how does that all balance out? You know, I right. think like downtown and a lot of these places, like Lemonster, Fitchburg, it's like, I'd like to see more go into there. Like, I right. like, you want people to want to be downtown. Yeah. Like that's supposed to be the place to be. It should be. Fitchburg, I don't know how they're ever going to fix that. It's just too out of the way of everywhere. It's too long. It doesn't, there's no reason to go through there to begin with. Like, it's not a, it's not a way to get between places. Like, Lemonster Center, even though it's a pain in the ass, is a way to get from, like, here to here, right? Right, you've got to go you through it to get. do the little cut-throughs and try to get around it, but you can't. And it's short, so it's like, oh, we got this little side, we got this stuff, we got this. Fish works so long, I just think they should knock it down and make it a park and put the center somewhere else. <laughs> like, I just don't see that's ever going to get revived like it used to be. Well, and it would be nice to have a place where, you know, like, we'll say, like, Lemonster. Right. It's like, okay, well, let's go out to dinner, and then you walk outside, and it's like, let's walk down this way. You right. Know, let's go in the shop. That or like, let's nice. get drinks down here and yeah. stuff like that and bring more people in downtown. I would like that, but we'll see. Maybe. So, I mean, uh, hopefully. I've been waiting a long time yeah, for Fitchburg to be better. Somebody's, somebody's got to step up to play. Nick, Nick's Center very involved. Be and yeah, he's uh, doing a development, a, I think, seven townhouses downtown Fitchburg. Right. Two restaurants are coming in. So maybe it takes a couple of big players to yeah. – to come in and make it worth it for the other people to right. kind of hop on the bandwagon. Well, like all these restrictions on that stuff, we could go on forever on this stuff, but this has nothing to do with my life. But like Unitel, big problem. Uh, you know, bringing the entire building up to code, huge problem. Like all the restrictions they put on potential buyers in order to renovate these buildings. Now the price of lumber, a ridiculous problem. 
So any, any intentions anyone had of doing good get squashed by all these fucking things that they make people do. Like, oh, you have to bring this entire building up to code. You have to put sprinklers in this building. You have to have a plug every, you want to do the electrical? Then you have to have a plug every three feet in the entire space. And then, oh, by the way, your electrical is double everywhere else because it's Fitchburg. So nobody wants to have a business here because... Be two grand a month to pay for your lights and shit. Like, whereas you'd like to see the towns like encouraging, yeah, it's businesses just, to come in and bring, you know more jobs, more. It's even things the for same to do. for a landscape business, like the insurance and the health insurance and the oh the liability insurance and you know all this fucking shit. It's like, can I make? I I need to make fifty grand before I make a dime myself before i pay all these people like right for all this crap that's what i so i have <laughs> a like, great i have a good buddy that i help out sometimes landscaping and you know he'll he's got other guys that work for him at times and they'll say like oh like how much did you make today and he's like nothing right i paid you right like that was and i needed you to get the job done because right. this is a two or three guy job yeah and you know i think when you're a business owner people don't realize it's like Looking from the outside, if you're just, you know, the average person, you're looking at a business owner like, oh, must be nice. Right. And it's like, you have no idea right. what it's like, the amount I of money people that. spend, right. um, the sacrifices that you have to make. Right. Uh, yeah, people don't know. And, that, and landscaping, that's a big problem. Like, when you get someone real good, they look at the money that you're charging, and they're like, I could make that. I could make that today. So why am I working for her when I could, I could make that? You know, like, I'm I'm not even making half of that to be here, right? And it's like, yeah, but you don't have to buy the truck. You don't have to buy the excavator. You don't have to pay the insurance. You don't have the notes on everything. You don't have the gas. You don't have to deal with when you don't show up tomorrow, and then what are we going to do? Or I lose all the money that day. Like, so, yeah, can they make more money? They can, but... It's not the amount of money they think that's... Right. It always looks better from the outside. It's great if they're doing it for cash on the side. That's yeah. the way to fly, man. Then you start paying taxes. You're paying your yeah, bills. You're yeah. paying insurance. <laughs> you pay all that stuff. You're, like, lucky. I mean, th there are ways you, you know, get little perks here and there, but... Just like any business. I mean, right. I you know, me, I love cars. So it's like I'm working in the automotive business, and I get perks for myself Right. that probably someone else wouldn't would look at and like that's not a perk right. but it is to me to you it's good so that works right but yeah i mean it's a lot to have a business and it's a lot to renovate all these businesses and all that stuff it's like it's too much money and we're fucked man i think it's only gonna be worse like life is way too much money people can't live like normal they can't like afford a house cars kids like it's too expensive so what I guess for you, well, I guess one question I want to ask is like, what is a, what does a perfect day look like for you kind of going through like start to finish? <sighs> I mean, I like to stay up late. So a perfect day for me would be not waking up early because I have to wake up early. I don't like I was gonna it. say you're in a bad business for yeah, waking up late. I know. And I, don't, I hate that. So a perfect day is like waking up at like nine. And then, like, lots of good food in the whole day. And maybe a little drinking. I mean, I guess I, I mean, I love my kids, so they would be in it for a little while. <laughs> Not too long, <laughs> And though. then maybe chilling at, like, the ocean or, um, and eating, like, all day. 
probably. Food's always and good. And then staying up super late and partying and then, you know, that, that would actually, you know, chilling at the beach all night, that'd be a perfect day. And maybe, like, you know, not answering an email, not looking at my phone, a fire, maybe a fire. Throw a fire in there. I like that. Fire's <laughs> all, fire at the end of the day is a, fire on the beach? It's a must for a perfect yeah. day. So I would like that. I mean, that's a perfect day off. And that, like, doesn't happen that often. A perfect day at work would just be, like, everything goes as planned. Super happy customer. You know, eight hours. That's it. <laughs> Nothing to do after. And not even have to clean my truck out after. That would be a perfect day at work. Isn't not it crazy how, like, that happy customer or unhappy customer can just swing the whole day like yeah. take the wind right out of your sails yeah. you're feeling good and someone's disappointed or yeah. whatever it didn't work out the way you wanted yeah an unhappy customer like i will that ruins my day and i i've had them it's not like i'm a perfect landscaper like shit goes wrong it's, it happens i will never let them stay unhappy i don't care if i like lose two grand or whatever it's my my problem you know, because if you have one really unhappy customer, they're going to tell everybody. Right. You suck. And you don't want that. Right. And I just wouldn't be able to live with that. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like you're going to go to bed knowing. Right. And, you know, like I disappointed someone this week. I was supposed to have something done and I just didn't have time to do it. And I was trying to think of like, what could I say? And I was supposed to go meet with them. And I'm like, oh, what the hell am I going to say? Like, I haven't even done this yet. And then I was like, you know, I'm not going to bullshit them. So to tell them, I'm like, listen, I haven't done this. I can't meet with you today. I know I told you I was going to have it done. It's not done. Like, what to tell you sometimes the truth or not sometimes the truth is always the way to go yeah. even if it hurts because like, i was trying to think of a bullshit lie i couldn't come up with like why you know why i couldn't meet and I'm like fuck it i'm just gonna tell them i didn't do it and then they were happier they're like okay like because they know you're being honest week. and now they're gonna trust what you say next whatever they right if, if they know that you're you're they're getting the truth from you right you you know it makes things a lot easier i learned that because as a younger landscaper i would have made up a bullshit excuse and just tried to like live you know why didn't i do the shit i said i was gonna do and now just be honest people love honesty and it's like they understand um, everyone's understanding you go to life you know so that's my motto i guess or whatever with all this stuff that you have going on constantly like go 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 yeah what is the driving force what drives you what makes you be like that because that doesn't just happen i don't know man because it's not really the money because i i do make good money but i think like i could make more if i did something different you know what i mean like i know i could make more if i put the amount of hours like some of my friends make bank like doing like bullshit half-ass like desk jobs and i'm like oh man like so that's not the drive so maybe just like I like it. Like I like being busy. I like being pressured. I need to be pressured. Cuz I don't thrive in the winter when I'm off like without being pressured. I am not my best self. I'm the same way. I need <laughs> like know? a gun to my head. Right. Work and right. got to get it done. There's a deadline, there's a deadline. Exactly. On to the next I job, am. on to the next job. Right. And I'm not a good person when I'm not like that. I mean, I'm good like human, but I'm not like my like I don't feel good feel lazy I, I find that when i take a couple of days off it's like you've you've 
I can see how people are super lazy because like once you get sucked into it a little right. bit, it's just like blah. Right. Yeah. I feel guilt when I'm not doing enough things. Like I feel guilty about taking a date. Like I would never ever take a day and like lay on the couch and watch TV. That would never happen with me. And not because I think it's bad people do that. I just I would never do that. Like it's never even occurred to me that's something you could do. I wouldn't like it. I I'm, I'm in like, the same exact boat. No, no, I'm I I don't. I usually will do like Sundays off for myself just because like my body needs it so I can hit it hard Monday. Right. Otherwise, you know, I need something like that. But I'm I got to be doing something constantly. Right. And a lot of times that Sunday where I'm doing nothing, I'm doing something. You do something. Yeah. Right. And it's like whatever. That's just your nature. That's like people's nature though. You can't change it. So, so I guess that's the drive. I don't know. If someone was starting a business now or like you know a similar path to you landscaping and wanting yeah. to go what like what would be your advice for someone like that um you know stick to the things that you like doing because there's a lot of facets to a landscaper or any type of job there's like a lot of niches that you can put yourself in so first of all you want to make sure 80 percent of your time is like stuff you enjoy because if it's not you still have to do it so then you're going to be doing stuff that you hate, right? So that's what I try to do is, like, make sure the jobs are, like, mostly the kind of thing that I like. That's why I don't mow lawns. That's why I don't plow snow. That's why I don't do bullshit stuff that I don't want to do because I'm, I don't want to enjoy it, right? I'd probably make good money doing it, but, like, I don't want to. Um, so that, I would say, try to find, like, what you really like to do and be good at it. Do what you say you're going to do for the most part, and then don't lie. You don't do what you say you're going to do. And then um, when you, you know, there's always going to be parts of a business that you don't like because you can't avoid that. I, I would say try to find people to employ people to do those parts. I'm bad at listening to that advice. But I wish I could be good. I wish I could find the people that could do my billing my estimates, like stuff like that. So I could have more of like a normal life. So do what you love and hire people to do right, what you hate. Right, I would rather be digging holes. People are, wouldn't you rather be looking at jobs going in the office? No, I hate that shit. You know, I'd rather be just doing the job. But I have to do all of those jobs right now, so fuck it. Whatever, but that's that. So that's my advice. Do the parts you like the most and hire people to do the other parts and hopefully they'll do a good job. Cool. I mean, I think that's a great place to leave it. Okay. Thanks for coming Sounds down. Good to you me. are great. I love talking to you. All right, good. So thank you and for maybe having we can me. Do this again sometime. Sounds good. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in with us. We do this to share the stories of some of the incredible individuals in your community. All we ask in return is if you found value from this episode, please share it with someone else who may also gain value from the show. Please feel free to rate or review the show. Your feedback helps us give you more of what you want. Until next time, I'm Tim Lanza, and this was another Local Legacy.